0: Welcome to the Twinkle Talks EYFS podcast. Working in the early years is busy, funny, messy and exhausting. Join me, Shana and the rest of the Twinkle EYFS team as we talk honestly about our experiences as practitioners, teachers and professional nappy changers. Whether you're listening to increase your CPD hours or catching up on our antics whilst driving home from work, Twinkle EYFS will share everything you need to know about all things early years. Hello and welcome to another episode of Twinkle Talks EYFS. I'm so glad to have you here and I'm really excited to talk about today's topic. It's going to be really fun, I hope, and I hope it makes you laugh. But before we get there, we're going to start with a little segment that we have dubbed only in the EYFS so on our Facebook and Instagram pages and groups we put out a little question to tell us things that have happened in their early years settings that would never happen in any other job now I'm sure we've got plenty of these to share Um, so here is our section let's see what you've been getting up to welcome to only in the EYFS we received breaking news today from Emily Bowers author that a child has been waving their spare pants around asking, what shall I do with my spare knickers? How about you don't wave them in my face? Thank you! We've received reports today from footsteps through EYFS, a child referred to lateral flow tests as nacho flow tests, a much tastier alternative to COVID. And in our final report for today, we've had news from my days in EYFS that a child has forgotten to bring their willies in for their mud walk today. That's a direct quote, and we hope you have a good day. (laughs) Willies on a muddy walk. Very important. Yeah. Um, Well, I hope you remember your willie next time. Thank you, Katie, for those insightful news reports from what's going on in the world of UIFS. I look forward to another segment. So today's episode is going to be all about imaginary friends. Um, This was just something that came up when me and my colleague Alicia were just having a friendly chat at work um, and talking about um, our experiences at school um, and in the early years. And I actually thought it would be a really interesting topic to talk about with you guys, um, to talk about whether you had an imaginary friend when you were younger um have you experienced children in your class having an imaginary friend and also to look at you know why why do we have them and what are the benefits um and maybe even the setbacks of having imaginary friends so i thought it was a super cool topic and we are going to look at all the different sides for you so i just want to start off by saying that it is very widely known that imaginary friends are a healthy thing okay There's nothing to worry about if your child has an imaginary friend and i'll go into a bit more detail about that why later but first let's look at the definition of an imaginary friend so they are pretend friends and they may take the form of anything an invisible friend an animal something fantastical or even an item like a toy or a stuffed animal um so it's actually a lot broader than i thought it was what i actually found out as well while doing research for this is um A lot of people associate younger, early years children for having imaginary friends, but it's actually normal for older children to have them too. Uh, There's some research here that says around 28% of children aged 5 to 12 had imaginary friends. Um, In the same research, it did also say girls are more likely than boys, but we shall see. Um, The information that I've taken today is from healthline.com. So if you wanted to go and do your own research, you can have a look there and any other sites as well. I'm also going to be looking at a study about imaginary friends and what they found the impact was and and kind of what goes on there. So it's going to be really informative, but it's also really quite fun. In the past as well, there have been experts that have believed that having an imaginary friend indicated an issue or a mental health condition, but more current research has been um, carried out so this thinking has been discredited okay there's nothing wrong with children having an imaginary friend and we're going to go into why and what it can do for your children So I suppose the first thing is, why do we have imaginary friends? Um, so there's this study in 2017, and through this study, they, they had to look at 264 parents of children who currently or previously had an imaginary friend, and they, they volunteered themselves to come forward. And they asked these these parents questions about their children, their experiences, the imaginary friends and things. And they basically came up with five purposes for having an imaginary friend. One of them is problem solving and emotion management. So I guess in a way, you know, having an imaginary friend is a good way to practice those emotions and that problem solving, you know, things like sharing. Uh, Exploring ideals is another purpose. So yeah, if there's something that they want to try or explore, They can do that with their imaginary friend. They don't have to wait for a resource, a toy or somebody else to join in with them. The third purpose is having a companion for fantasy play, which, of course, every little child would love to have. So even if they might be playing by themselves, they've actually also got someone else to still play with them. A fourth purpose is having someone to overcome loneliness, which I think is really a profound purpose there that children are able to use their imagination to overcome feeling lonely and the fifth purpose is allowing children to explore behaviors and roles in relationships again it's like practicing social skills isn't it but in a safe space for them that they have control over which which is amazing really if you think about it the fact that we as children can do that subconsciously is pretty cool pretty pretty cool so more on this study about the 264 parents of children who had volunteered for this study. What they found was 60% of the children had more than one imaginary companion, which I found quite interesting. So you don't just have to have one. They could There could be a group of them or, um, yeah, they could acquire more as they get older or things like that. Most of the imaginary friends took human form. with 19% taking animal form and in the study the animal imaginary friends were perceived as more important to the child which is interesting what they also found as well is that the parents really noticed that it helped their children deal with and process life events Um, so that's really quite a nice way to see that there's a tool and the majority of parents as well 88% of them didn't think there was a disadvantage in their child having an imaginary friend which is great it was only a very small study, though, so this isn't, you know, um, set in stone, and the uh, the study recognises that as well. So what are the positives of having an imaginary friend? Well, if I think about it, isn't it just super fun? Super, super fun for children to just let their imaginations run wild, run free, and, you know, um, really develop cognition and play. It's just so wonderful. It boosts creativity. It also gets them to build self confidence. I think because they get to try things that they might not necessarily try, in you know, in this realm that they can try in the imaginary realm, which is super exciting. They also get to practice social skills, which is m- a massive deal, especially you know, in early years at this age, practicing and developing social skills is a really uh, key skill. It's one of our prime areas for a reason. And it's helping them with their coping strategies as well so they get to um, maybe act out scenarios or go over scenarios that have actually happened in real life and and act out how to cope with them and keep trying different ways and scenarios and see what happens and watch how things unfold through this other character. but also they're just they're just there as as a game aren't they they're there to provide the children with friendship fun um entertainment and sometimes support as well so an imaginary friend can definitely be a different thing to different children in terms of the negatives of having an imaginary friend um i think you know there are people that worry that it is a bit you know scary that maybe they're seeing something um, that, that isn't there, maybe they're hallucinating and things like that. But, you know, um, as I said at the beginning of the podcast, having an imaginary friend is not indicative of uh, hallucinations or any kind of um, mental health condition or physical condition or anything like that. Um, but if you are worried and you think that there is a difference between what your child is doing and how they're behaving to having an imaginary friend... Um, It's always advisable to go to your doctor. Um, But for the most part, imaginary friends are completely harmless. And what a lot of children say is that they're in control of them. They decide what they say, do, how they look, what they think, etc. But there are a few occasions when some imaginary friends are not... They might be described as disruptive, rule breaking, aggressive. And it's possible that some imaginary friends might even frighten, upset or cause conflict with the children. Um, There have been cases of some children uh, expressing that they're not in control, that they're taking a subordinate role. So, for example, if you're asking your child to go and tidy up the toys and they respond with, oh, no, I've got to go and ask my imaginary friend first that's when things might get a little bit tricky um, there are loads of things that you can do as parents and practitioners to to help with that and there are other things as well such as there might be occasions when I don't want to say uses them as a scapegoat but you know there might be a time again when they say oh who made that mess you know that you, you might find something on the floor and one of the toys has been broken or something like that and the child goes my imaginary friend did it and this just might be a coping mechanism. It might be too much for them to um, accept that they have broken something, that they have done something wrong. So it's much easier to differentiate that and disassociate that action and give it to an imaginary friend. So it helps them, it helps them deal with it. Or another thing, it might be causing some children to maybe not follow instructions very well. You might ask a child to come and help do something outside and they might say, oh, my imaginary friend says no. And really, it's the child that doesn't want to. They're just using the imaginary friend as the reason for not doing that. So yeah, there's, it can be quite tricky to have imaginary friends in your children. And I think it's always best to know your child, making sure that they know that they're heard, that you recognise that there is an imaginary friend. And, um, but you still want to hear their voice, and that you know, you can sometimes say to them, oh, that's great that so and so thinks that, but I want to hear about what you think. And just make sure that, you know, there's a balance, there's a balance between the two. It's also been uh, research that most children who have an imaginary friend do know that their friend is imaginary. So they don't think that this person is or that animal is real. They do know it's pretend and they might often remind you as well. So that's another difference there that, you know, they do know that it's, make believe so this is where you guys come in on our social media platforms we put out a little poll a little question to our members um asking you guys whether you had a imaginary friend yourself or perhaps you had experience of children in your setting having an imaginary friend and this is the results it's interesting actually a massive 60% of those who take part said no you hadn't had an imaginary friend or you hadn't experienced a student with it either which is amazing and only 40% did um, but we've had some really sweet and interesting responses from those that have had experiences. Uh, so let's hear from them. Claire said to us, my son has one imaginary friend and two imaginary siblings. So not just friends here, he's actually got imaginary family too. He's had them for about three years now. His imaginary friend is called Goneface, and his imaginary siblings are called Matt, who is a baby, and Lily. She says, the only time I've ever seen him have a nightmare was because he dreamt Matt had died. He was completely inconsolable. Gosh, yeah, I suppose you never think about, you know, when uh, an imaginary friend stopped being. Um, I didn't even think about, you know, that perhaps it would die. So, gosh, that must have been quite quite an experience for the poor little lad. She goes on to say, they're a good influence on him. He, Matt and Gone Face have always looked after Lily face is pretty much always kind and helpful. For example, he helps my son across the road by reminding him what to do. That's wonderful. And you can clearly see that his imaginary friend there is a really great tool, as you say, to help remind him of how to behave, um, what to do in certain situations. So that's great. She also says Matt can be a bit cheeky apparently, but he's only little. So my son often tells him off if something is not polite or kind, Um, which is great. And I think that's a really clever way of children feeling like they're the role model and practicing their own skills, reminding a younger imaginary brand, you know, this isn't kind, this is how you should behave, which is amazing. Claire does admit that it was slightly strange at first to have these imaginary friends, but as my son has no actual siblings, I feel like the imaginary ones are good for him. My son has an absolutely wild imagination anyway. He will use it to change the world one day. Wonderful. I agree. Fantastic imagination. And it's clearly doing him a lot of good. Thanks for sharing, Claire. Abo Catherine says, yes, we had imaginary pet frogs to help develop emotional well-being. I did a training course with a company called Pyjama Drama Learning. It was amazing. And the children loved caring for their imaginary tree frogs. So this is really interesting. There are actually companies out there that are promoting developing an imaginary friend, which is just fabulous. I would absolutely love to hear more about this. So and the fact as well that you had pet frogs to help develop emotional well-being, to look after something. That's that's wonderful. And to actually really acknowledge that and actually teach it uh, and use imaginary friends as a teaching point. Fantastic. I love that. Siobhan says that her son had fairies as imaginary friends and he had them for around 12 to 18 months. After a few weeks, she realised he'd not really spoken about them. So when she asked them about him, he was about four years old, he turned around and said, I don't need them anymore. They've gone to help another child who needs them more. My gosh, my heart. Oh, Oh, kids, just wonderful. Oh, that's magical. Thank you, Siobhan. Leah got in touch and she said that she actually had her own experience of having an imaginary friend when she was younger. So she tells me she had an imaginary friend when she was little called Peter. He used to walk me home from school and he'd walk on the wall. So I'd be walking home with my arms sticking out, pretending to hold his hand. When eating food, I made mum lay an extra space at the table for Peter and no one was allowed to sit in his chair. That's adorable and it makes two, two really good points here, doesn't it, um, that reflects the study. That Leah said she pretends to hold his hand, so she was well aware that he was um, imaginary. But also, I love the fact that your mum got involved and embraced it and, you know, it's just a lovely thing to see. And finally, there's an amazing story from Laura. Laura. Uh, So she tells me, my niece had two imaginary friends. I can't remember what they were called, but it was a boy and a girl, and she could only ever see them at night. My niece is blind. She was always insistent that they were there. We were slightly more concerned that they were ghosts. Um, This is an amazing story for so many reasons. Um, Thank you for shedding a light on children with additional needs and visual impairments. I would never have thought about how children with visual impairments... Experience imaginary friends, and that's just amazing. Of course, of course, they'd still be able to experience imaginary friends, and I love that. I absolutely love that. And they they came to her at night, very specific. Um, I do remember in the study as well. They did mention about how some imaginary friends are static, so they're only in specific places. Um, they're only at, you know, like for example, Laura's niece. They were only visible at night, or they were only at the park and you could only go and see them at the park they weren't anywhere else so that's really interesting and really reflective of the study too and and yeah thank you for sharing your story about your wonderful niece um, who has a vision impairment but can still see imaginary friends it's just delightful it's just lovely to see that all children can access this and you can see there are loads of benefits to having an imaginary friend so i'm really glad uh, that they can (laughs) I also asked if my colleague Alicia, where this episode basically uh, began in a small conversation while we were working, if she could come on and share with you guys a part of our conversation Um, because lucky for us she did have imaginary friends when she was a little girl and she's been really open and kind and um, agreed to speak about them and share them with us and it's absolutely hilarious so let's bring in alicia actually i have you to thank you for this episode because this idea came when we were just having a chat one day weren't we just at work you're welcome yes yes we were still laughing at me. Uh, mate, and are we going to laugh at you today? In the most loving way, in the most loving way, because we were talking about imaginary friends. You were. And um, you revealed that you had imaginary friends when you were a little girl. And I just, I'm so excited for you to tell everybody what they are. So please, go ahead, Alicia, tell us. Yeah. So I shared
1: my imaginary friend with... My best friend at the time, when I was younger. That's interesting. Yeah, we both had the same friend. We couldn't actually see this friend, but we went out <laughs> to. He, he lived in our playground, our school.
0: So you could both see him, and you knew what he looked like.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, we used to draw pictures of it. Well, it was a panda. So it looked like a panda. No. So. Oh,
0: Did you have a name?
1: It just called Panda. Oh right, sorry. Okay. Straight I forward. think. Yeah, panda the panda, and it and it lived towards the back of the playground behind this fence. Right. Um, there was like a little woodland behind the fence, so that's where he lived in there. So he could never like he wouldn't leave the fence. He had to stay in there basically. So we go and visit him in the playground. And he had friends. Oh. I think he had a missus. I think he had a missus panda. <laughs> I can't quite remember. I can't recall that one. Oh my um, but there was basically a whole zoo of oh. various things that lived in the in the it was a bit like um Winnie the Pooh I guess you like Christopher Robin yeah. and it's like oh. loads of different people it was a bit like that um so we had panda we had I think there was some sort of flying animal but I can't remember what it was amazing we had chicken leg <laughs> Wait. so chicken leg was can you,
0: just... <laughs> <laughs> you just stop
1: chicken leg what what chicken chicken leg was a chicken leg like a drumstick <laughs> and
0: what like a just a cooked like a kfc other oh, chicken
1: is available like yeah it was cooked it was cooked yeah hell yeah it was cooked
0: just chicken
1: um just chicken what did it Did it have a face yeah it had like a in my eyes i don't know what it looked like to my, to my mate but in my eyes, it had like a cartoony face. Cause come on, chickens don't have faces, right? So it had like a fake face. Yes, yeah, yes, they do. What do you mean, chickens don't have? Well, faces? chicken legs don't. <laughs> chicken legs, chicken legs. They're not real, right? Yeah, sorry. So it had an unreal face. Yeah. And how did it move? What did you do? It bounced on one leg. <laughs> it it bounced on its on its chicken leg because it is a leg so it only had one way of moving really of
0: course sorry silly me right but
1: it was very cartoonistic to me it had like you know like if you see chicken on a cartoon you see like the bone coming out of the end of the leg it was like that which you don't really see yes
0: yes like Fred Flintstone yeah
1: yeah like really like fake looking but it was real chicken it's kind of weird and then um the last one that I remember I'm sure there was more because we used to send letters to each other and draw pictures of them, and there was a whole like zoo of animals and weird, weird things. Um But the the last one was cuckoo clock.
0: Oh well, I see. When you say that, I can imagine Cogsworth from Beauty and the Beast.
1: Yeah, that's what you. Yeah, and I think that's kind of what it was like. Yeah, I think that was cuckoo clock, and he definitely had a Mrs. Cuckoo clock. Oh. But I also think. I got it mixed up with a cuckoo bird. Oh, and I had like this weird hybrid of like clock bird <laughs> in my mind, but I we'd never really discussed this, so I don't know what.
0: Well, you don't. She imagined what, it. You was. don't. Imaginary friends—they just appear, don't they? So they are what they are. So was it a cuckoo head with a cuckoo clock bottom, or was it a clock head with a cuckoo? I don't bottom? know.
1: I don't know. <laughs> I know what it should look like, but I can't really describe. It was kind of like a hybrid animal clock thing.
0: Amazing. Um, what did you do with your imaginary friends? What did you do? Um, well, we just had to go and meet up with them
1: behind the fence. We just sometimes we'd like push leaves through the fence to feed them.
0: Oh
1: I'm cringing out now. But...
0: No, don't. This is lovely. I think it just shows such a lovely imagination and the fact because I've never heard of this. We were very lonely. That- no, it's not that at all. <laughs> you, you shared an imaginary friend with someone else, and I think I've not I've not experienced that. I've always known a child to have one or two imaginary friends, and it's just their their thing. But the fact that you and your friend both had it, I just think that's lovely. What a lovely way to to communicate! I think
1: it was just some weird game we used to play. I
0: love it. Yeah, <laughs> so I've got some stats for you. Right, it's oh, gonna make you laugh. Go on, go on. I'm actually excited about this. So there was a study. So they took um, 264 parents of children who had current or previous imaginary companions, right?
1: Mm
0: -hmm. 60% of them had more than one imaginary companion. So like yourself, you had like a a little group. But get this. Imaginary companions mostly took human form, 67%, with 19% taking animal form. So, my question to you is, where on earth did you get cuckoo clock and Chicken Leg from? Because that was neither <laughs> human nor animal. I
1: think we must have, like, just stolen it from another... I don't know where we both, like, mutually decided that that was who it was going to be. I think our imaginations just went wild one day. And then we kept adding more... It started off with Panda. Panda is I the star of the show know. here, don't get me wrong. But you know, but think of like a kids program. Mm -hmm. They do have like the odd thing and you watch it and think why on earth has the, whoever's made this kids program thought to put that in, but it appeals to kids. Yeah. I think it was one of them situations where it's like, uh, we didn't even know why we liked it. It was just, I don't know, maybe we were drawing it one day and just added a new friend. I swear there was something that swam as well. I think it was most, it wasn't, there was nothing human in that, behind that fence. (laughs)
0: Oh, but this is what I love about it is that like the the things that have you've been able to do with your friend because of it. you were drawing, you were writing letters to each other, you were making games together like and you can remember it now is such a vivid you know event in your life and I think that's that's so lovely. Like for me, I never had an imaginary friend. I never had one. All I can remember, and this is a bit creepy, so I'll warn you now. My mum got married when I was three, so on the night before her wedding, uh, we, me and my mum shared a bed in a hotel and she told me years later that all of a sudden halfway through the night little three-year-old me sat dead up straight in bed crawled to the end of the bed and started talking to someone now my mum thought I was just sleep talking and dreaming and things like that so she, tr- she tried to wake me up and was, you know, tapping me like, oh, Shana, Shana, come back to bed.
1: Oh, my God.
0: But I was answering her, going, no, mummy, I've got to talk to whatever it is. Isn't that a bit scary? Uh, yeah, my poor mother was absolutely beside herself, uh, petrified that I was talking to some random ghost, and um just tried to go back to sleep, let me finish this conversation. Apparently my, my eyes were wide open as well. Like, I, I some people sleep with their sleep talk or sleep walk with their eyes open don't they but yeah yeah so my only experience of anything like that is apparently I was talking to someone at the end of my bed at three years old and absolutely terrified my mum on the night before her wedding good job Shana you sure that's an imaginary friend (laughs) well this is it isn't it because there's loads of different um different I don't want to say like definitions but I didn't think it
1: was at the time. I think I've grown up most of my life not thinking that it was an imaginary friend I had. Because you know when you read books, like kids' books with imaginary friends in? Yeah. The friend like follows them around everywhere, or it's an image of themselves, or a favourite person that they're no longer with, or something like that. I never had that. I knew they weren't real. but It's interesting you you say that,
0: though. Oh, right, okay. So you did know they weren't real, because also in this study, and I've done a a little bit of research about um, imaginary friends as well, the majority of children who have imaginary friends do know that these friends aren't real and that they are imaginary. So did you experience that?
1: Yeah, I knew that it wasn't real, but... We didn't really care. Like, it was just that it's part of our game. But because it didn't follow us around everyday life, it didn't matter that they weren't real. We just It was like a game, you know? But I think only now I've got older, I realise that that probably was what an imaginary friend is. You, just, you don't think, oh, I've never been affected by stuff, and then
0: something happens. You think, God, that actually did happen.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel
0: about imaginary friends. And I'm so... So glad that you were able to share that with me just on a random day, and that we were able to turn it into an entire to the whole world. Yeah, so now the world can learn about panda, cuckoo clock, and chicken leg. (laughs) And if uh, and everyone,
1: yeah, exactly. Everyone can have their own little cuckoo leg, whatever it is. Cuckoo leg. Yeah. Do you know what? Who cares anymore? They're all they're all part of one to me now. They're one in my heart.
0: (laughs) And um, the studies that I've been looking at, um, they've said as well that you know there are some adults that have imaginary friends and you know there's not a lot of research into it at the moment but hey cuckoo and chicken leg could still live on
1: to be fair I talk to myself all the time
0: oh right me too because that's the only time I'm ever made any sense
1: (laughs) (laughs) or sometimes I'll just like talk or or, like I don't know I'll just talk as if there's some I used to talk to my posters that's something else oh that's
0: very different
1: I used to talk to her posters. I had Rob Patterson on my wall. Oh no,
0: did you have the famous Twilight? Yeah, movie?
1: on she my did. wall, and I used to talk to him. But I was you know, no else no, to talk to, is there? To...
0: Yeah, but do you know who I had? Who? I had so I had two because I love these guys. I had Johnny Depp, Pirates of the Caribbean, as Captain oh, yeah. Jack Sparrow. Oh my gosh. And then I had uh, Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. Oh and I would, like you, I would talk to them every night and say I
1: would, time. I'd kiss mine. <laughs> First ever crush. <laughs> oh, but his eyes, their eyes stare at you from the poster. They follow you around the room, don't they? And you think, if there is someone in that poster...
0: Okay, now we're not going to get to sleep at night. Thank you, Alicia, for a terrifying yeah.
1: image. <laughs> but I can't be the only one that's thought that. Someone needs to, <laughs> like, get back to us on this. Have you ever... Experience talking to your posts because you think there might be something oh god okay that
0: sounds like an entire new episode on its own doesn't it so I will wait to see what <laughs> DMs we get after this episode is released yeah do you want do you want on this
1: episode guys oh, 1000 likes comment down below there you go
0: exactly and we'll make it amazing
1: but yeah it was lovely lovely talking to you and um, if my friend that shared my imaginary friend with me is listening to this podcast then uh... <laughs> Viva la panda. Viva la panda. Live on forever.
0: Uh, You know what? Maybe one day they can come on the podcast. Panda. Yeah. Yeah,
1: for sure. Have a little chat with Chicken Leg. See what happens. Aww. (laughs) I'm smiling now. Thanks, Alicia. That's okay. See you later.
0: So that's the end of our episode all about imaginary friends. I hope it has made you smile. It it definitely made me smile. Um, And it's been so lovely to to have a chat with you guys and um, hear your experiences. So thank you so much for joining in. And I will see you in a couple of weeks time for another episode of Twinkle Talks EYFS. So that's it from today's episode thanks so much for listening and I hope you really enjoyed it if you'd like to get involved or would like to know more go and follow us on our social media sites we've got a twitter facebook instagram tiktok and pinterest account all of the links will be in our description and whatever you're doing I hope you have a great day today